often wonder what would have happened if my mother and father hadn't taught me the original definition of success. How to live it. After all, after only 12 days of skiing, and no previous lessons, and no racing history, they moved our family to Calgary, and I started ski racing and joined the Ski Meister Racing Club, and went to their tryout camp. One week of learning to race, and then Entered my first race at the end of that week and started last, number 169. And in the second run, I was the last guy down the hill because I had the worst time. And the starter was a coach. And he was the starter. And he, everybody volunteers him, does different jobs. And, and the starter is standing there and he says, you're going to win? I said, no. Why not? You got to win. You got to think you can win. I said, no. He said, why not? I said, because that would be a silly goal for me to have. Yeah, you, well, winners have to win. I mean, this is why you're here. You're here to become the best of the best. I said, no. And then I paused and I did what my mother always said. And she said, say to yourself silently, never let something outside of you, inside of you, unless it makes you better. Because at that point, I knew he was trying to do what goes against what I was taught. And I was going to throw him a bouquet, which is what I teach all my athletes. When someone hurts you, throw them a bouquet. Give them something to be proud of what they have done. And then I said, do you mind if you answer this for me? Do you have a deep, dark secret that you know about me? He looked at me funny and he said, what? I said, do you know a deep, dark secret about me that I don't know about my future? He said, what? No. I said, well, then why would you tell me I can't do something the way I want to do it? Why would you say I'm doing it the wrong way? He says, uh, you've got 10 seconds. Get ready for the countdown. You're weird, kid. I put my poles on the other side and I took off down the course, completely satisfied and happy that I was going to do what I love to do. I'm Jungle Jim Hunter and you're listening to 831 Living Your Best Life podcast where we inspire participation, communicate precision and empower performers to podium. And I hope you'll tell your friends and relatives and people that you know to go to their favorite podcast provider or junglejimhunter.com or YouTube and subscribe, download, click on like, rate and review us and become an 831 or somebody that wants to help somebody else, not tell them they can't do something else. Because that's what 831 is all about. It was people, 831 people that helped me. Guess what? He's not in my book. He's not in the book. And all this week in headshots one-on-one, -on -one, which is what I do with the people I work with, is I sit with them one-on-one -on -one and I help them. We've been talking about what success is and the definition of success. My goal was to be the first Canadian male to stand on the podium because no Canadian male had ever done so. The women had already done it. The women had showed us the way. And where I came from in Saskatchewan on a farm, no ski hills, no background in skiing, never having skied till I was 12 years of age, there was no chance. But I had learned the Olympic motto, Sidious, Altius, Fortius, swifter, higher, stronger. And my father had pointed out that they were open-ended adjectives. In other words, you determine how swift, swift is, how high, high is, how fast, fast is, how strong, strong is. That's what the Olympian does. He doesn't go there to set a record. He goes there to raise the record. He goes there to raise the bar. That's what it means to be the best of the best of the best. And the challenge we have is that we so often today 
care about what the reporter says, the writer says, the critic says, the coach says, the parent says, the national sport governing body says, the Hall of Fame says to define what success is. And if you don't measure up to these things, you're not a success. Is It is an open-ended adjective for an Olympian. And you have to have the desire and the willingness to pay the price to discover all that is in you to prepare you. And like triple Olympic gold medalist Jean-Claude Keeley told me, Jungle, the best thing I can tell you is to prepare and perhaps your chance will come. You see, the definitions of success are the accomplishments of one goals or attainment of wealth, position and honors or a performance marked by success or a person thing measured by attainment of goals. Wealth. We end up with a challenge that limits all of those who don't succeed. And that's pretty well all of us. The first challenge we have is comparison. You see, the minute you adopt this concept, you use comparison as your measuring stick. And comparison separates. And if you don't do what someone else has done, well, you don't measure up. I guess if I'm second, I'm a successful failure. Could I say that? The second challenge is we use these definitions as a way to control. You see, if I use as my way to decide who or what we do next and what they've accomplished, it's a controlling factor. Who wants to be controlled? Finally, it messes up myself. Because if I compare myself to somebody else, I'm never congruent with who I am because I'm always comparing myself to someone else. If you compare, and if you use those methods, then someone else will always have done more than you did. How is that healthy to live your life, to live a successful life? It's not. There's only one richest person in the world. There's only one gold medalist that will be crowned in each event at the next Olympic Games this summer in Tokyo. There's only one best song this year. There's only one valedictorian in each school. There's only one MVP this year. There's only one champion in any event. These are the easiest ways to say best is better than all the rest. But it's not my definition of success. It's not what the original definition of success was. These are all comparisons of one thing to another. It's That's what it is. This gives us a point of control. It gives us a sense of, okay, we're in, we've got a, a point which we can say we'll compare this one to that one. And this messes up who you are in trying to be the you you desire to be because the comparison controls how you see yourself. If you buy into that, and you always feel like you're never quite good enough. In the face of challenges that we have no control over, which happens to all of us every day, is there a better definition of what success is? This COVID time, we praise and look up to and applaud the first responders. When 9-11 happened, we applauded the first responders. When we land a plane on the Hudson River and all aboard are safe, we applauded the person that steps forward, steps up, and steps in to the breach. You see, we need the original definition. We need a better definition of success. When we look at people that make a difference, and don't seek the limelight because they're not selfish focused. They are selfless focused. What do you do to help others who struggle? What do you do when you struggle? Do you compare? Are you controlled by others that they're ghosts you'll never catch? Do you make statements that say, I can't or I'll never do that? 
let's think about this. A baby has to learn how to take its first step. And like the story I like to tell about the baby that is motivated by his parents by using all the motivational tools they can. They give them, they say they hold up their favorite blanket or their little ducky or a cookie or a candy. And they say, come on, come on, you can make your first step. Come on, you can do the first step. And they don't do it. They fall down and I make this little cartoon about it that, you know, the father picks up the kid by the diaper, walks upstairs, throws him in the crib and says, that's it, kid. You had your chance. And for the rest of our lives, we act like we had my one and only chance and I failed and I'm not a success. Or is there another way? I was a smart kid, but my dreams were smashed on a pave basement on cement. And I go into a coma and I wake up and my parents don't know how to deal with a kid who's coming out of a, a coma, who may be a vegetable, who may never recover. I started my first race. I finished last. And my plan was next race, if I finished 169th, my next race, I was going to finish 168th. I was just going to find one guy that I might be able to beat because I had grown. I had learned. I had been able to do what I was taught the definition of success was. You see, the original meaning of success was you are a success when you push through. When you push through. My dad had taught me about the seeds and how they push through the soil and will fight to get around a rock. They'll fight to get past a hard lump so that they can grow. When I can't write, I keep trying. When I can't do math, I keep trying. When I can't find a way, I go under, I go around, I go through, I go over. Because what? I push through. And we can all do that. All of us. From 169 to 168 to 167 and finally to first. Yes, five years later, I did it. Knowing at each level, there are new challenges. The problem we have is who's listening when we say I can't. The same person that says, I can. Not others, not the person you're telling, but you. You're telling yourself you can't. And the quote for the day is, you're a successful leader by what you leave, not by what you take home. Why? My goal was to find a way to get on the podium. I did that by 1972. And men on the Canadian Alpine ski team came after me, were much better than me. Ken Reed wins the first race. Steve Podborski wins multiple races. Dave Irwin and Dave Murray became the crazy Canucks. And they went further than I could ever go. You might say, that's not fair. It is fair because it's your journey. It's what you overcame that makes you a success. Every baby did not know how to walk, but one of them becomes the fastest person on the planet. Every baby did not know what they were passionate about, but one of them becomes a nurse, a doctor, a fireman. Push through. What do you love to do? Push through it. You fail, push through. Compare you to you and it controls you. No, it doesn't. You compare you to you and how much better you did this time than last time and it inspires you because you know you're growing and you're getting better. Be congruent with who you are. I've said all week, I have a goal. I want all of you to write me and tell me your dream, your passion, your goal. What do you want to become? Are you willing to push through? Write me at jungle.gym at shaw.ca and tell me your dream, your goal. Let's have a one-on-one -on -one session. 
call me and let me give your head a shot. Thank you for listening. And I hope that by next time we meet, you will have grown. Yeah, yeah.